0: morning, Free State family. I hope everyone's doing well today. Grateful for everyone joining us. You know, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, glad you were able to come together with us and, uh, you know, would love for you to reach out so that we could connect even more. But uh, I'm just grateful to be together this morning as we get into God's Word. Uh, I also just want to say a special shout out to all my black brothers and sisters in the church. You know, this month our society honors black culture and history, and I just wanted to say I love you. I'm so grateful to be brothers and sisters in God's family together. Um, It's also Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, You know, this is going to kind of be a a different Super Bowl than we usually have, right? I don't know if people are doing the typical Super Bowl parties. And uh, if you are going to get together with people, just be careful not to bring any corona with you. Um, no, I'm just joking. But in all serious uh seriousness, I did hear that Corona wasn't having any ads this year because they didn't think it was necessary since it had already gone viral. Um but this morning we're gonna continue our series in First Peter. And I don't know about you guys, but I was so refreshed last week. You know, we looked at just the context of what was going on surrounding the book of First Peter. And, uh, and after that, we just spent time reading through the entire book of 1 Peter. And, and it was so powerful and refreshing just to read God's word and come together and just hear God's word. Uh, I thought it was so powerful. And, um, you know, today we're going to dig into 1 Peter a little bit. And uh, we're going to look at an encouraging message that Peter gives about our identity as Christians. You know, identity is important to us. It provides a sense of security and peace and belonging and consistency and direction. It influences what we do and how we interact, whether it's a football team or a country or a state or a city or a culture or an occupation, right? We all have... Places and things and groups that provide us with a sense of identity that we take pride in. But the challenge is no matter what we identify with in this life, those things will never provide us with a lasting security or a lasting sense of belonging that we're looking for. Right? If we find security. And belonging in the things that we place our identity in, in this world. You know, what do you do when those things fail? What do you do when those places no longer want you? You no longer belong. And usually when we're lacking identity, you know, we, we, we search and we adjust ourselves to try to fit in somewhere. Because we're, we're longing for that sense of security, that sense of Belonging. And that's kind of what was going on with the Christians that that's what Peter, you know, identity is kind of one of the themes in 1st Peter. As a first century Christians were maligned and ostracized by their family, by their neighbors, by their communities. You can imagine the sense of insecurity, the loneliness, the discouragement that they were facing and Peter combats that by encouraging them And reminding them of their true identity, their new eternal identity as Christians, as brothers and sisters, as children in the family of God. And that's what we're going to look at today. And my aim for today is for us to hear that same encouragement that the churches then would have heard. And so let's go ahead and and go to God in prayer. And then we're going to look at this encouraging message from Peter about Where we belong and who we belong to. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, good morning. Thank you so much that we're able to come together. God, thank you for your word. God, I pray that this morning, each one of us, that you would open our hearts to the encouraging message that your word provides. God, that we would be able to go back and see our true identity. God, where we belong and who we belong to. God, thank you for calling us out of this world and into your family. God, thank you for adopting us as sons and daughters into your family. We love you, God. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for your word. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray, amen. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter one. Let's look in in verse one. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bethesda, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Christ Jesus and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, right out the gate, guys, right from the get-go, Peter is sending a message to his audience, and it's an encouraging one. You know, he he addresses the Christians as chosen, scattered exiles. And he uses three words that had significant meaning and rich Jewish heritage. Right, the word he's using for scattered it's translated into diaspora. It means displaced away from home. And this was a word very familiar with God's people. It had a lot of history with the Jews. It was used to describe the Jews that were scattered away from their home during the exile. But here he isn't he isn't addressing the Jewish exiles. He's using this word diaspora to address the Christians, a group scattered away from their true home. Within the first sentence, Peter is sending a powerful message. He's laying a foundation for the rest of this letter, a message that we do not belong here. This is not our home. This is not our final stop. Our citizenship is elsewhere. We are only temporary residents. And guys, this is important for us because where we call home has an impact on our lives. It has an impact on our faith. Where we call home influences how we act, what we wear, how we talk, what we invest in. Home is important to us. It provides us with a sense of security and comfort. You know, when I go back to Texas, I just feel a comforting peace, right? It doesn't matter what's going on in life. It doesn't matter, honestly, how great my childhood was or wasn't. When I go back home, there's just something comforting about it because Texas is my home. It doesn't matter how long I've lived anywhere else. That's my home. I still have a Texas phone number. Right. It doesn't matter how bad the Dallas Cowboys are, that's my team, that's my home. Where we call home impacts who we are. It provides us with security and comfort. But as Christians, if we lose sight of where our home really is, it can have a damaging effect on our faith long term. Because what happens if home here is not comforting anymore? What happens if you're no longer wanted or accepted by the place you call home? If our home is in the wrong place, we start investing ourselves. We start investing our heart and our hopes in the wrong places. And the problem with that, guys, is this world is temporary and it's broken. And so if we're investing in a temporary broken place, looking for security and comfort, we're not going to be very secure. We're not going to be very comfortable. We're not going to have much reason to hope. And so we've got to be careful that we don't set deep roots in the wrong home. That's why it's so important for us to be reminded of this by Peter. Peter. Because the temptation for the Christians would have been when they didn't feel a sense of belonging, when they didn't feel a sense of home, was to scramble and try to adapt and adjust and change themselves and maybe compromise and water down their faith in order to fit back in, in order to belong. And Peter is encouraging them to stand firm by reminding them that this place is not our home. This is not our final spot. This is not where our citizenship truly is. The Hebrew writer shares a similar message in in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. He writes, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had an opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He's prepared a city for them. Guys, we have a better home. We have a better country. We have a better kingdom and an inheritance that will never perish, never spoil, never fade. And there's great hope in that. Brothers and sisters, where do you call home? Where are your roots planted? Where have you invested your heart and your hope? I think now more than ever, We need to be reminded, we've got to remind ourselves and we've got to remind each other where our home truly is. We are only temporary residents here. This isn't our final stop, this isn't where we belong. We are foreigners in a place that we're just passing through. And somewhere, Ken Long is singing, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through, right? Brothers and sisters, let's remember where we belong. Now, along with where we belong, you know, Peter also encourages the Christians, encourages the churches by reminding them of who they belong to. Let's look at verse 18 in 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, For you know, That it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you by your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He's saying, yeah, you guys are outcasts. Everyone around you hates you. You're getting it from your family, from your neighbors, from your communities. But guess what? You belong to God. And not only are you his, right? You're not just the leftovers. God's not like, well, nobody else wants them, so I'll take them. No, the creator of the universe bought us at a price and not a cheap price, right? You're not like stock in GameStop. Hey, buy low on J.T. Sullivan, right? Nobody wants them right now. I'll get in on the ground level. It's not very risky investment. You know what? So if it doesn't pay off, no loss, no big deal, but maybe I'll get a return for my invest- investment. No, no, no. God paid everything for you. Brothers and sisters, do you realize how special you are to God? You are priceless. Perishable things like gold and silver wasn't enough. He didn't get you on clearance. You were bought with the precious blood of a pure and perfect sacrifice. 1 Peter 2, starting in verse 4 and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Wow, how encouraging is that? You're not a nobody. Even if every person on this planet hates you and despises you, you are being built into a physical, living, dwelling place for God. You are holy priests offering sacrifices with your life that declare the praises of Him. You are His special possession. You are His sons and daughters. You belong. You have been chosen. What an encouraging reminder for a group of discouraged Christians. I love you. I've chosen you. You are mine. You know, I was reading a, a, an article for parents, and it was talking about just the significance of the, the parent-child relationship. And, and it was, you know, I was talking to parents and about how important, how important it is for our children to be affirmed by their parents right children need to hear their parents say i love you i'm proud of you you are mine right for whatever reason hearing those words from a child from a parent uh, it, it has a lasting impact on the self-confidence of a child, on the self-esteem, on the security, on the happiness, on the likelihood of success as they move and grow into, you know, uh, into adults, into this world. There's something special about hearing that from your parents, feeling that, right? Even if, even if you're like me and you're like, I don't want to hear that fluffy stuff. I don't really need that. I don't really care about that. We need that. Right? It's the same thing as Christians. Even if you don't like all the fluffy, oh, God loves me, okay, I don't need, we need that. And I, and I think Peter knew that the churches at this time needed to hear that. They needed to hear, you are mine. You are special to me. I don't care what happens in this world. You're a part of my family. You have an inheritance that will never spoil, never fade. It can't be taken from you. You are special to me. You are significant. You are so special that I'm going to build you into a place that's worthy of me to dwell. You are so significant that your life is going to declare my praises. Peter's referencing in Exodus 19, out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Guys, if you hear nothing else today, nothing else, if you remember nothing else this week, I hope that you remember those encouraging words from our Father in heaven. You are mine. I wasn't stuck with you. I chose you. I paid everything for you. You're special to me. Guys, identity is important to us. Where we belong, who we belong to, we find hope and security and comfort in that. And at the end of the day, That's what most of us are looking for. We want to belong. We want to be relevant. We want to have security and peace. We want to have a purpose and significance. But no identity in this life will provide that in a lasting way. Brothers and sisters, we do have a lasting home, we have an eternal inheritance. You belong, you've been chosen. You're a special treasure. You were sought out and sacrificed for. You're a child of God and this is not our final stop. Our citizenship is elsewhere. We are temporary residents here. We've got to go back and remember where we belong and who we belong to and find encouragement and hope and security and identity in that. And I hope that we can remember that today. I hope that this message in 1 Peter has been encouraging to us this morning. Now here's the deal though. Who we are impacts how we are. Right, our identity directs the way that we live and that's what peter's going to get into next and that's what we're going to look at next week because you belong to a holy father and because he who called you is holy we're to be holy in all that we do guys i'm looking forward to coming back next week and digging into how we should live because of Who we belong to and where we belong. How should we live? How should we act and interact in the world around us? I hope today's message has been an encouragement for us. I look forward to connecting together next week as we continue to look through the book of 1 Peter. Now, before we close, uh, before we close, we're going to have a little promo video. Uh, On February 21st, we're going to be having a heartland wide regional service. And so we're going to watch a little video, uh, kind of getting us excited for that. And I'm looking forward to that in a couple weeks. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a look at that. And then I'll see you guys on Zoom for communion. Love you guys.